1: Refreshing, delicious, double mint chewing gum presents for your listening pleasure, Broadway's My Beat. Broadway's My Beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's My Beat, the thrilling drama of murder and mystery and the people who walk the great white way, with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. (laughs) Chew delicious double mint gum often, every day, and see how much more you enjoy things. The refreshing double mint flavor makes your mouth and throat feel cool and comfortable, The smooth, easy chewing gives you a bright little lift. So at work or pleasure, indoors or out, enjoy chewing delicious double mint gum. July boils up out of the river, falls hotly against Broadway, moistens the shop window and the chrome and lips and newspapers and collars... And the summer things to behold. Numerous fellas in California shirts, colorful and somewhat sticky. The all meat and yard long wiener to be enjoyed with the exotic juices of the papaya. Also, the frosty lager against the parched throat. So, walk the street with the summer people. Watch a season billow out and glow and burn. Feel July on Broadway. And ask for mercy. In a room in police headquarters, a man's request against the new morning sun. Mind pulling that blind, please? The sun is so hot, Muglin. Sure. Is
3: that better, Mr. Lloyd?
1: Yes, yes. Thank you. Commissioner, I just want you to know I understand, Mr. Lloyd. What? What do you understand? The man starts to cry. He invents little excuses, like the sunlight's too bright, like... What about this? What if I did cry? What do you expect me to do? How do you expect me to behave? Take it easy, Mr. Lloyd. Well, what does a man do? Uh, Caused a girl's death. What am I supposed to do? Mr. Lloyd. Tell me, what am I supposed to do? The lieutenant had a suggestion. Good suggestion. What? Just take it easy. Relax. Stop doing that thing with your hands. Just calm down. We'll try to help you all we can. That's it, Mr. Lloyd. Sit back. Take a deep breath. That's it. Now tell us why you think you're the reason the girl's dead. This note, she sent it to me three days ago. That's it, Mr. Lloyd. Thanks. Alan, if you don't do what I ask, I'll kill myself. So help me, I'll kill myself. Signed, Julie. Why do you think she's dead, Mr. Lloyd? When I got the note, right away, I... Right away, I went to her, to where she lives. She wasn't there, and every day since I've gone to her, she's not there. I... Call her and no answer. You, you've got to find her. I don't know where else to look, where else to go. Find her. We'll need her name, full description. Yes, sir. Julie Roland, dark hair, brunette. Oh, wait a minute. Long minute, I'm getting it, Danny. Julie Roland, dark hair. Go on, Mr. Lloyd. Dark hair with a gray streak in it. Not one of those dyed things. It's real. She has gray eyes. She's slightly built. And there is about, about how tall, Mr. Lloyd? Uh, five two or three. She's about twenty-three years old has a room in the Blake Hotel on 34th Street. Listen to me, you two. We're listening, Mr. Lloyd. You have to understand something. I'm a respectable man. I have a wife. And I've tried to live decently. I've tried. I really have. Then this Julie Rowland, the girl who told you she was going to kill herself, is, uh, is what to you, Mr. Lloyd? A girl I met four months ago. There was a party. Some business acquaintances of mine gave a party. She came in with one of them. I don't know how to say it about her. Make the effort, Mr. Lloyd, if you can do it. There was something ruthless about her. The way she was with men. And then she saw me and came over and whispered something. I, I tried to move away from her. She laughed at me and insulted me and ridiculed me in front of the others. Told them aloud what she'd whispered. They laughed a lot. I'm still... Well, still you found her attractive. Yes. Yeah. And you got the little lady's phone number and you... No, no. It wasn't like that. Well, how was it, Mr. Lloyd? She called me the next day. One of the other men must have given her my home number. She asked me to pick her up at her hotel. Take her out. And you did? Yes, I did. Many times. Many, many times. You're a respectable man and you have a wife and you've tried to live the decent life. Your wife know all about the kind of man you are, Mr. Lloyd? You mean Julie... Yeah, that's who I mean. Your wife know about her. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know what things my wife knows about me. I do know this. A week ago, I told Julie, no more, not ever again, no more, I said. Well, Mr. Lloyd. Yes. She wrote in her note, if you don't do what she asks, uh, well, what did she ask of you? Just that I destroy my life, give up everything I've ever lived for, my wife, my home, everything a man like me... That, that's blackmail, isn't it? Isn't that blackmail what she's doing to me? The threatened suicide, that's that's blackmail, isn't it? Over time, yeah. Well, then if you find her alive, you must arrest her because it's against the law to do what she's done to me. Maybe it is, Mr. Lloyd, but something else. What? What if we find her dead? Dead? Julie dead? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I do to myself. Please, will you? Yeah, we'll let you know. You can go home now, Mr. Warden. Yes. Thank you.
3: You're not as sunny at all, <laughs> are you? Police. Waking? Uh-huh. Check the register. Here. Hmm? Check the register. And I'm going to tell you what I tell every cop ever comes in here. All I need from the guess is they don't make noise after ten o'clock. Before ten o'clock, they can bray like hyenas. They can. I'm not getting to you, am I? You know, Julie Rowland. Uh, you're not waking at all. You're relaxing. Only Julie's not here, not been either. Not for days. Where's her room? I don't all. But she's gone, friend. Let's take like a walk down and see. Three or four days now. Yeah, I, I know, but let's see. Ah, uh, you just want to be in her little room a little bit. Is that all? Yeah, come on. Come on. How well do you know her? Yeah, that's the saddest
1: question I ever heard. Huh? Uh, I don't know her real well. Sad, huh? You say she's not been around for three or four days? Sad, huh?
3: She stays away now and then. And she comes back. And she walks over to the desk. What's oh, in here? Yeah. And she grabs me by the ear and bends me down and whispers me a story. And then she walks away. And comes in this room of hers and I suppose does whatever any girl... Uh, well, uh, what do you want in here?
1: Just want to make sure she's not here. Hey, listen, what's with, Juliet? It dawns you're a cop and you're serious. What's with her, huh? There's a report she might have committed suicide. Whew. What's the matter? Huh.
3: I'm being relieved, that's all. Julie, kill herself or oh, not, Julie. Not my little baby doll. She's a joke and a joy. Your little baby doll? Ah, look, she don't know it. Oh. Ah, When she's not here, I come in and straighten up, that's all. The maid's not very good, so I straighten up after her. <laughs> ah, it's nice in here, huh? What's through that door? Oh, uh, in the bathroom. And, um, a little kitchenette there. See? hmm <laughs> Neat, huh? Whenever I have a
1: few minutes. Let's open that closet in the front room.
3: Uh, uh, look, uh, uh, I don't go in there.
1: Open it. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, dresses. Okay, close it. All right, now let's talk about Julie Rowland, huh? Sure. Men. Ah, she don't really like those fellas. What
3: fellas? She has callers. Fellas wait in the lobby for her to take her out. She goes out with them, they take her arm, and she winks at me. Did you know one of them named Ellen Lloyd? Look, I got one name for all of them. You want to know what that is? Where is she? I don't know where she is. If I was you, I'd leave her alone. She said she was going to be away for a couple of days to make somebody anxious for her. Yeah, I got a feeling this time she meant me. Yeah, I got a feeling when she comes back... Yeah, yeah, Oh, uh, you're leaving? Yeah, I am. Well, you you know your way out. I'm going to stick around and straighten things up. Hey, we made a mess in here.
1: And he turned, took a handkerchief from his back pocket, unfolded it. Then he was smiling at something far away. Leave him and outside, and summer streets of haze and melt and doldrum season and bells and prices. And headquarters now where the climate is conditioned by Sergeant Artaglia. Here's some iced coffee, Danny. And well, there's no worry the whereabouts of Julie Rowland. Well, drink, drink. That and routine. And shadows that slice through sunlight and cause evening to happen. And quicken steps so that below on the pavements the figures seem to be running... Seemed to be hurrying towards something or away, but somehow never seemed to leave. Just faster, more darkly. Danny Clover. Muggerman, Danny. Homicide
3: or suicide, East River. Hmm? Description checks out with description on Julie Rowland. Brunette, gray streak, slender gray eyes, about 5'2".
1: Whereabouts, Muggerman? The wagon's on the way into the morgue. Right. I'm coming in. I'll see you. Yeah, Danny? Alan Lloyd, Gino call him. Ask him to get down here. Tell him we want him to identify a body. Right. Okay, Danny. Right
3: in, right over there.
1: I brought my wife, Mr. Clover. She wanted to come along. It's okay. She said she wanted to come along. Yeah, it's all right. positive? Yes. All right.
2: Wait. This is the girl, Alan? Poor girl. Killing herself for Alan. Poor girl. It's you I should feel sorry for, isn't it, Alan? Poor Alan.
1: kind of work you do, I'm sure you've noticed how it's the long, dull jobs that sort of get you down. You get so bored with doing the same thing over and over. Well, next time that happens, find out what a lot of help it is to chew delicious double mint gum. You see, as soon as you sink your teeth into a stick of smooth double mint, you enjoy a feeling of real satisfaction. And you like the steady, natural rhythm of chewing. Delicious double mint is a long-lasting treat, too. You can chew away for as long as you like. And you have something you enjoy doing while you go on with your work. And that cool, clean double mint flavor is so refreshing, it gives you a pleasant lift. So you feel better. And things seem to go faster and easier. Yes, delicious double mint gum is a pleasant chewing treat that's helpful as well as enjoyable. So buy several packages at a time. And treat yourself to a stick at work or anywhere. That's Double Mint Chewing Gum. Healthful, refreshing, delicious. We now continue with Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. <laughs> Of July, Broadway leans against an orange juice stand, sips its vitamins, and sums up the day. The boss smiled, the blonde smiled, and the buck's been placed on the baseball pool. Eight hours well spent, and dabs on more mustard and stares at the blonde, straightening up the small accident on the street corner, then walks the street, watches the first lights flicker and explode, tips his hat at the night, becomes a hunter, and walks into it. Where I was, office at headquarters beginning nighttime, was this.
2: It's all over now, dearest
1: Alan. Compassionate wife. Drift of fingertip over cheek. And was this? Yes, yes. Mr. Clover? huh. How do they find the strength for it? For what? For what she did. To drown. Alan. He knows. He knows these things. Mr. Clover knows. I
2: want you to stop it, Alan. Alan. Yes. Yes, I will. Good. All right, Mr. Clover. Now what? You know about. The... I want to make a gesture first. I want to ask a question. Why should there be innuendos now, as obviously there will be? Downstairs, a girl is dead. She chose to destroy herself, and she's dead, and it's over. And what I'm trying to do now is ask you.
1: To say to you, go home. Thank you. Would you like to examine it from my point of view for a moment? No. But do it anyhow. girl is found dead in the East River. Maybe she was murdered.
2: I'm sorry for you. I never thought to myself how a police officer must look at things, Always with a motive and a possibility of horror. Isn't that what you have to do?
1: So what about it, Mrs. Lloyd? Did you know about your husband and Julie Rowland?
2: Of course I did.
1: The first time I saw your husband, he said you didn't.
2: Alan hid something from me. I'd never seen the girl. Yet I knew the first night he'd kissed her. Let's
1: try it this way. When was the first time he told you about her?
2: Tonight. You heard my husband. Listen, you... Yeah? What I meant a moment before, everything you do, the questions you need to ask, probing for a motive, isn't it?
1: Right now, yes.
2: Right now, yes. So perhaps we're lying, Alan and I. Suppose I knew all about Julie Rowland, had known about her for a long time, so then it would be possible that I drowned her, murdered her. That's right. Let me tell you something. Sure. As far as I'm concerned, Alan can walk out of here and go to a bar and drink whiskey and flirt with a girl. Yes, and even kiss her if he wants. Alan is dear to me. And if sometime or another he feels a need for a joke, a peccadillo... Oh, stop it! True. Just stop it! Just stop it! Just stop it! You can get right up and do what I said, and I'll wait for you to come home. Oh, I know you, Alan, and... I love you. I do love you, Alan. And it's over now, and I forgive you, and... Please, please, dear, let's go home. It's all right now. And I want you to take me home.
1: Yes. Watch her get up. And stand for a moment, staring at her husband. Then take the coat that had been carefully draped across the back of her chair and hand it to him.
2: Help me with my coat, dear.
1: Then the puppet-like motion of her arms as they searched for the sleeves of the coat he held for her. The gloves to be adjusted and smoothed then, slowly, precisely, finger by finger.
2: Take my arm, dear. Open the door for me, Ellen.
1: And they were gone. In the morning, leg work. Turning the man, Alan Lloyd, his place of business, man's hat shop on Lower Madison. He told by a clerk, Mr. Lloyd, fine man, good man, fine boss, good fellow, A man who could take a hard knock and forge forward. One of the nicest fellows in the hat business. And from neighbors of Mr. and Mrs. Lloyd, keep to themselves. The Lloyds, not a whisper heard about them from anybody. Are there whispers now? A person is entitled to know as long as a person is expected to answer police questions. Back to headquarters, then. and Back to Sergeant Gino Tataglia, who seeks... A confirmation, Danny. Huh? A confirmation concerning our date of this evening. You have not forgotten? No. Bingo. I will rush now to confirm with Mrs. T, who has only been preparing for your visit a whole week already. Will that certain lady be surprised, Danny? It is customary to knock, sir, when one wishes yeah, to see... isn't it, though? You Clover? Uh huh. What do you want? What I want? I want to help you. That's all. I want to give till it hurts. Give what? The things I know about a girl lately dead from drowning in a river. Julie Rowland. Till it hurts. Well, that's all, you know. You can. I promised, You know I'll be there. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> how about you? You say you promise, and your boy lights up What's like. What's your a... name? Johnny Osborne. Up to last night, like that, with Julie. And you want to tell me about it? Well, sure. I'm here to help, Clove. I asked downstairs who they said. You saw? So. What about Julie? Uh, when she drowned, something big went out of my life. She used to give me things. Money? Money, whatever I want. Where'd she get it?
3: <laughs> Where? A guy, a guy, a guy, a guy. Who?
1: Hey, l- let me tell you the type guy. Huh? So as you can figure that Julie was not a girl to give an empty promise. Because she had this type guy in Just tell mi- me, huh? <laughs> type guy who once raised Cain with Julie just because she took me along on a date. The three of us went to a party, see? <laughs> I got to laugh every time I think about it. In no time at all... In
2: the <laughs> every time... I'll wait, I think, Mr. Osmond.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I man, no time at all she got this guy kissing her fingers. No time at all Julie got him stewed. No time at all she got his face painted with lipstick and a three-corner towel and an all-day sucker shoved in his mouth. <laughs> Real comic, you know? So the gentleman looked like an overgrown baby. <laughs> and no time at all she has got him shoved out in the street. We watched from the wind and died the way the poor...
2: <laughs> Alan
1: Lloyd, wasn't it, the man? Yeah, yeah, Alan, <laughs> Alan, baby. Oh, yeah, I was telling you, we, we were watching. I see a cop pick Alan up, I run out, I explain it to the cop, he lets me have Alan back. But Julie's party, I, <laughs> I took pity, you know, <laughs> Julie shouldn't have Julie done. was going to get money from him and then give it to you. Yeah, yeah, sure, like that. So, uh, so Julie's dead and my bubble is bursting me. I've tried. Uh, You know. Yeah. You've been a lot of help. Get out. He did. Johnny Osborne did. After the gesture. After picking up the pencil. Examining it briefly. And gently and with a wink. Laying it down. And lunch then. Don't eat too much Danny. Remember dinner tonight at my house. Therefore no pie. And back to office in paperwork. Press hard on the pencil so that it'll come out clear on all five copies. Then autopsy report to be examined. Time of death fixed 24 hours ago, which made it yesterday afternoon. So send out an all-points bullet and pick up Johnny again. And two hours later... Okay, okay, you don't have to shove. The next time you get arrested and the officer asks you politely and... to walk through a door, do it. Just don't shove. Uh... Johnny's a last word fella, Danny. Hi, Johnny. Don't bother. Johnny was real easy to find. He's putting on a jag at the bar at LaGuardia. One for the road? That's a jag. And why LaGuardia? This one-way ticket to sunny California. Mm-hmm. Also, this containing nigh on to ten grand, sir. Where'd you get the money, Johnny? I <laughs> got a fairy godmother. Remember, I told you. Julie Rowland? Julie. You kill her? No, sir. Where'd she get the money? She had a fairy godfather, remember I told her? Why did she give you this money? Yesterday. You didn't mention it to me this morning. (laughs) My mind. My mind. What could I have been thinking about? About coming into headquarters and doing that citizen bit so we'd think real kindly of you, huh? I think kindly of you, Johnny. Don't you, Danny? Let me ask you again, Johnny. Did you kill her? No, sir. Okay, Mugman. Sure. In a kindly manner. Come on. Just don't shove. That's all.
2: Yes? And what do you want now?
1: May I come in, Mrs. Lloyd? Well,
2: oh, I guess it's better than standing here. Come on. Don't make me repeat myself. What is it you want?
1: Your husband here? Yes. Why don't we all just...
2: Because I won't permit it, that's why.
1: All right. Mrs. Lloyd, how do you and your husband get along?
2: Like Paolo and Francesca, you know. Of course you don't. Financially... Like Dunn and Bradstreet.
1: Would $10,000 be missing from whatever assets you and your husband. What are husband? you
2: talking about?
1: Well, I asked you a question. A friend of Julie Rowland's turned up a little while ago with $10,000 neither one of them had until yesterday.
2: Alan! Alan!
3: Yes! Come in here, Alan! I'm just getting ready. You come in here!
2: Alan. All right,
1: all right! What's the matter with. Oh. Hello, Mr. Clover. Hello, Mr. Lloyd. I was just asking your wife... Alan, if...
2: did you give that girl $10,000? How... Did you give that...
1: You don't deserve to live, you... <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Okay, well, <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy.
2: Oh, it was my money. How dare you give... Alan, what did you do? It was my money, just as much as it was yours. How dare will you? Will
1: you listen? You don't deserve to live. Just listen, will you? She was going to kill herself.
3: What do
2: I care? I did. Yes, yes. Yesterday
1: morning, after I came back from reporting her disappearance to Mister Clover, she called. She said meet her. She said bring that much money or she'd kill herself.
2: How did you get it? Where did you get that much money, Alan? The bank account and the safe deposit box, Alan. Yes. My ring. Yes. And those shares my father yes. left. Yes. And all. Yes, everything. Just
1: everything, good. She showed up with Johnny Osborne, didn't she? How do you know? That's the only way it figures. You gave her the money, she gave it to him. He left, and she stood there. She stood there and laughed at me. Tried to make me do those ridiculous things. To her, the whole thing was a joke. The suicide, everything.
2: I'll bet.
1: Oh, all right, all right.
2: Just kidding. Ten thousand dollars and all you did was kill her. Mr. Clover? You said you found the money. Yes. And it'll be returned?
1: Yes. That's good. Look, I I was just trying to be a nice fellow. I was trying to keep her from killing herself.
2: Yes, of course you were. Sure you were, Alan. Isn't he considered, Mr. Clover? Nice man. Good man. You'll be missed. Get him out of here! Get him out of here!
1: I was just trying to be a nice fellow. Let's go. sleeping now and the people of the chasm have gone home. Only the sleepwalkers are there and the dream seekers, the shadow dwellers. It's limbo time when the sodden dance, the derelicts, the huggers close at nothing at all. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway my beat. Refreshing double mint chewing gum is really two treats in one, a satisfying, long-lasting chewing treat and a delicious flavor treat. That's a pleasant combination for real enjoyment and for a good many welcome helps that mean a lot when you need them. For example, when you get hungry in between meals, chew a stick of double mint, and you'll find it's easier to wait until mealtime. You see, the smooth chewing is satisfying and gives you something pleasant to do. And double mint is light and agreeable, never rich or heavy. The cool, clean double mint flavor freshens your taste and sweetens your breath, too. Yes, delicious double mint gum gives you a good deal of enjoyment and many pleasant helps, all at a mighty low cost. So try it soon, at work or pleasure, indoors or out. Enjoy delicious double mint chewing gum. Costs so little, tastes so good, lasts so long. The makers of Double Mint Chewing Gum hope you enjoyed tonight's story and that you are enjoying delicious Double Mint Gum every day. We invite you to join us again next week at this same time when Detective Danny Clover returns again with Broadway's My Beat. Broadway's My Beat, brought to you by Double Mint Chewing Gum, is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. The program is written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin and stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover, with Charles Calvert as Tortaglia and Jack Crucian as Mugavan. In tonight's story, Irene Tedrow was heard as Phyllis, Whitfield Connor as Alan, Joseph Kearns as Artie, and Tony Barrett as Johnny. Bill Anders
2: speaking.